Hello and welcome to another show, another podcast with me, Troy Francis, coming at you from a dark and stormy London town. We have a very bad storm brewing over here. I've just been out. I was in Knightsbridge for a little while and uh, the rain was coming down and the wind was blowing my umbrella inside out and it was just generally not very nice. So I'm glad to be home now in the warmth recording this podcast for you. Now, I'm going to get into it quite quickly today because somebody rightly complained uh, on one of my previous podcasts because the intro was a bit too long and uh, I do appreciate that that is a problem. So what I'm going to be talking about today is how to approach her with maximum confidence and really this is going to be a talk about my book Approach Her Like Chad because it's just come out in paperback and you can get that on Amazon Uh, now. So the paperback of Approach Her Like Chad is out on Amazon. And I thought it'd be good to do a show just to talk about what's in that book and about my sort of attitude to approaching, not least because I just did a show with Jack Napier on his channel, which I believe has gone to his Patreon uh, channel now as a a piece of... uh, uh, content for his uh, Patreon subscribers. Uh, but yeah, I'm sort of uh, revved up and in the mood to talk about approaching. So that's what I'm going to do the show on today. Just a quick reminder, you can get my bundle of books, Renegade Dating Blueprints for just $39 currently. That now includes Approach Her Like Chad as well. So there's actually 11 books in there, including uh, Seven Laws of Seduction, How to Be an Arsehole and so on. Uh, do get on board with that. The full value is over $250, but you can get it for $39. The link is below. Do subscribe to my daily email list. Again, the link is below. And please do subscribe to this channel and give me a like as well for the video and hit notifications so you stay up to date with all of my latest content on this channel. Okay, I hope that was quick enough. Let's crack into today's topic, which as I say, is approaching. So, Um, I was just looking through my book, Approach Her Like Chad, again, for a couple of reasons, partly because, uh, as I say, the paperback version is finally available on Amazon. It was previously only available as as an e-book, and now you can buy it in glorious paperback as well. I'll leave the link for that in the description below. Uh, So I was looking through it, and also Jack... um, uh, Napier wanted to do a live stream about it, not because I asked him to, but just because he read the book recently and liked it and was keen to to talk it through. So, uh, just a little drink of water there. So, um, so I got on online with him and we had a really good chat about it for an hour or so, which means that it's really front of mind for me. And um, yeah, you know, I feel like it's something that I can I can speak about, and hopefully, it's going to help some people anyway. Because listen. Let's face it, what is the number one problem that everyone has when it comes to meeting girls, when it comes to initiating relationships with new women? Well, it's approaching, isn't it? And you might think after all of this time, after 15 years plus of PUA game material out there on the market, that we would have got past the elementary stuff and we'd be talking about some like higher level sort of consciousness type um type uh, topics. And indeed, we do talk about those things, to be fair. But um, I did a survey of my readers and my email subscribers about a year ago, asking them the kind of content that they would ideally like me to tackle. And surprisingly, or perhaps unsurprisingly, 
this thing about approaching came up again, surprisingly so. Um, well, not surprising. I'm contradicting myself now. But the, 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 the volume of people who were interested in uh, further content about how to approach effectively surprised me a little bit because it seemed like um, a larger proportion of the audience than I, I would have thought. But um, when I saw that there was a demand for it, I thought, okay, I want to then create a piece of content, a book or a course or whatever it was going to be um, about how to approach. And so I decided to to write a book about it um, because I hadn't put out a book for a little while. This was It came out, I think, in... It was like, like late summer, I think, it came out. Um, and the previous book before that that I'd done is called Cucked, which was about, uh, you know, trad cons and traditionalism and so on and so forth. Um, I hadn't done anything for a little while, so I thought, I'll put out a book and I'll keep it relatively low cost. And when I sat down to write this book about how to approach girls, what I wanted to do was to really think about the techniques that I've actually used in my own life and the things that have actually worked for me. Because a lot of content that you see on this type of subject matter and on dating and uh, approaching and um, charisma and all these kinds of things, it's, it, it's all sort of photostatted of the previous bit of content, if you like. It feels like everybody kind of ends up saying the same sorts of things. And look, I mean... I, there's no problem with that, really, because for a start, the fundamental advice is going to be broadly similar, regardless of who you get it from. So if I tell you something, uh, whereas if another coach from a different company tells you something, um, or, or you go and ask a natural friend of yours, or, you know, whatever, um, there's going to be some overlap in terms of the advice, because there are only so many ways that you can go about these things, you know. Um, so that, that it's natural that, that some of the material is going to be similar. Um, and also as well, I think, I think there's nothing wrong with different content creators putting out content that covers similar ground. Because look, I mean, people learn better off different people. So, you know, there are content creators that I follow very closely, that I really like, and I really take their, their stuff on board. And there are other content creators who I wouldn't touch with the barge pole, you know. And that doesn't mean that they're inherently bad. It just means that they don't resonate with me. And it's going to be the same with my stuff. You know, some people like the stuff that I do. Other people don't like it. Some people resonate with me. Others don't. And that's absolutely fine. You know, I'm only talking to my people. I'm only talking to the people that, you know, get where I'm coming from and resonate with me. And... So, you know, I want to present this information in the best possible way for them. But I don't think there's any value in just doing a rerun of what somebody else has said about the art of approaching. Uh, there's a lot of things that you could say about how to approach an attractive girl. A lot of it could be quite banal and cliched. You know, put your shoulders back, just do it, um, fake it till you make it and all of that kind of thing. But I wanted to drill down in my own experience and think about the things that had really affected it for me, the things that really turned the dial for me as far as approaching was concerned. Because to give you a little bit of context, um, I was somebody who was incredibly shy as a youngster, as a kid and then as an adolescent, uh, incredibly shy. I had very, very, very low self-esteem. Um, I found it very difficult to socialize with people. I was socially backward 
think it's fair to say. Uh, I, you know, I was very withdrawn as a kid. Um, and so I came at this whole thing with really the worst possible experience that you could have. I was very inept in social situations. I was, because I was so down on myself and the way that I looked and the way that I talked and everything else, I was afraid to approach girls because I felt like they would judge me, they would not find me attractive, they would try to shame me. And I just had also on top of that zero knowledge of, of the sexual marketplace and how dating worked. And, you know, it was a, there was a point when I couldn't even look people in the eye. Girls and guys, but certainly girls. I couldn't look them in the eye. I was just so afraid of them. Now, fast forward a few years and I became something of a player. You know, there was a point a couple of years ago when I had five different girls on the go at the same time. Um, I was out and about doing all kinds of different things. And, you know, it's become... I suppose, a career for me, really. You know, I've written all this material about my experiences in terms of dating. And also, you know, I've got on to tutor other guys. I've worked with some of the best guys in the world uh, in terms of this stuff. I'm on first name terms with, you know, many great experts in this field. Um, I've traveled a lot. I've met lots of different people at different stages in their development. And I've been in, you know, many, many thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of interactions with girls and with other dudes all over the planet. Um, So how do you go from being this introverted, bookish, nerdy kind of dude to coming out on the other side and living this sort of quasi-player lifestyle, if you like, um, in my late 20s, 30s, and into my, you know, going on into my 40s? How, How does that shift occur? Well, it occurred because of a number of different factors, some of which are pertinent to this podcast and others which aren't because they were personal things to me. Like I always tell the story about how I went to university in Manchester and I ended up taking a lot of um, naughty substances there and drinking a lot and partying a lot. And that experience kind of blew my head off. It It changed the way that I was as a person. It broke me out of my shell. It made me become very, um, I don't give a fuck. It made me become very, um, how can I put it? Um, It made me become very nonchalant. I wasn't concerned what other people thought about me. My fear of rejection plummeted. And all of those things meant that I was very, I was a lot more, um, useful in social situations. I was a lot more uh, resilient and able to go and talk to girls and go and talk to guys and whatever uh, in the social environment. However, I wouldn't recommend to anybody that you take that route because... Mm, a little bit more water. Um, because it was also very self-destructive and it led to many, many years of difficulties for me and challenges and everything else. And um, I'm through all of that now, you know, I've worked hard on my recovery and so on. But, um, you know, things certainly got pretty dark for a while. And, you know, I wouldn't wish that on anybody else. It's certainly not an efficient way to get good at socialising. But uh, I think it's worth making the point that for me, sort of smashing through and really affecting a paradigm shift in the way that I saw the world and the way that I reacted to the world was really instrumental in changing up the way that I related to women. 
That's just a fact. That's just how it happened. But the good news is that I can extract some of the lessons from that and I can pass them on to you so that you can hopefully take them on board without having to do the same chemical kamikaze stuff that I did. And I would say that that is my great strength in this space. I am able to break down both my own experiences in the field and the experiences of other people as well. You know, I've never claimed to be the best player in the world. I've never claimed to be the greatest playboy on on Twitter or on Instagram or anything else. Um, I've certainly had my absolute, very, very, you know, um, fantastic share of success. But I'm also not claiming that I am God. I'm just, but what I am able to do is better than probably anybody else really that I've come into contact with is to break down in written form, at least, uh, as well as in these podcasts and on video, I'm able to break down precisely what it is that works and precisely how the dynamics in social situations work. And And that's really what I want to bring to you via these podcasts and via my other content. Um, because I do have that ability to uh, to describe, uh, to to break down, to elucidate, to illuminate the dark arts of social mastery. So that's what this show is all about, um, and that's what my channel in general is all about, really. But anyway, that's a little bit of a digression. Let's get back to approach her like Chad. So essentially, I've always been fascinated with the idea of naturals, that is people who are just naturally good with women. And what is it that we can learn from those people? Because when you get into the uh, the, the dating community, the, the game pickup um, content sphere, what you find is a lot of the material is produced by people who are not naturally good with women, people who are not natural social creatures. And indeed, I'm one of them, as I've just described. There's a lot of people like me who were previously pretty nerdy, who've learned this stuff and are able to, as I say, to analyse it and to uh, explain it very well. But we're not naturals necessarily. So what has always really interested me is what can we learn from the naturals? You know, I've learned a lot from people like... um, Owen from RSD, Tom Torero, etc., etc. But these guys are dudes who have who have learned this stuff and learned it very, very well and can teach it incredibly well. Um, but I'm really interested to know what the guy who can't articulate it or, or just doesn't choose to articulate it, what can we learn from him? And so that was how I came upon this idea of writing a book called Approach Her Like Chad because I thought, well, wouldn't it be great just to have a guide that will tell you break down what the Chad does so that we can imitate it and use some of those things for ourselves to make our own interactions with girls that much better. Now, at this point, I'm just going to go into a little bit of terminology just in case anybody listening to this isn't uh, aware of the word Chad or what it means. Basically, a Chad, it's internet slang. It's been around for, for quite a while now. Uh, a, a Chad... And sometimes it's refer- he's referred to as Tyrone, actually. So you get Tyrone and Chad referred to a lot. A Chad is a guy who is good-looking, tall, probably ripped, um, and he's just effortlessly and naturally good with women. He doesn't really have to try because he gets all of the advantages of his status, of the way that he looks, um, just reflected back at him in the sexual marketplace. So... 
you know, he is the dude who you envied in high school. He's the high school jock. He is the football player, etc., uh, etc. Et he is that guy that you see in the 80s. Uh, teen movies who just gets all the hot girls when the nerds don't. That is effectively what a Chad is. Now, Chad, as I say, it's it's internet slang. It's a bit of a stereotype. It's not a real person. It's an amalgamation of different people. We probably all know somebody who, or several people who fit the Chad <clears throat> archetype. I certainly know um, several. I've known several of them over the course of my life. I've been friends with them and so on and so forth. Um, I wouldn't count myself amongst that number, of course, but I certainly know these guys and I've observed them and I'm able to sort of explain what they do. And that's what they do in this book. And then it occurred to me, I was looking at the material that I wanted to get across and I knew the kinds of things that I wanted to say because I spent a lot of time hanging out with chads, observing them in their natural habitat, watching them as they reel in their prey on the uh, wild, wild prairies of the sexual marketplace under the burning sun. And like David Attenborough, I then went away and recorded all of this and created, uh, created uh, documentary content about it. And so I thought, okay, so, so I know the kinds of things that I want to say. I know what I, get, I want to get across, but how do I put it into a, a nicely digestible form? And it was then that I got the idea of breaking the word Chad down into an acronym, so C-H-A-D. And so the words that I came up with to, for, for that acronym for Chad are crass, humorous, actorly, and deluded or delusional. So I'm going to go through those uh, briefly one at a time just to give you a flavour of what I talk about in the book and why I broke it down into that acronym. But as I say, Chad in my book, stands for crass, humorous, actually, and deluded. And these are all uh, facets of character that I believe that you need in order to behave more like Chad and to be able to approach girls that you find very attractive with greater ease and certainly with greater success. All right, so let's get into it. So the first one is crass. Now, crass generally means somebody who's a bit uncouth, somebody who is a bit a bit rough and ready, who doesn't really observe social niceties and so on. Why is that important? Well, it's important because if, if there's anything you can say about Chad, it is that he doesn't really care what other people think. He doesn't really give a damn about rules, about being polite, about respecting others particularly he doesn't really care about what civil society the board the petty bourgeois is going to think about him he would rather just run roughshod over all of that and go for what he wants and a, a great indicator of somebody who just is wants to go for what they want and isn't going to be bound by the rules that the, the lesser mortals are bound by is somebody who's a bit crass because most people in social situations, will try to be polite. They will try to be measured. They will take effort not to offend people, not to upset anybody. And the Chad just doesn't give a damn about all of that, really. He is just going to say what he wants, even if it's rude. He's going to uh, be uncouth. He's going to make jokes that are a bit off. He's just going to, you know, he's going to do what the hell he wants because. He owns his frame. And when he walks into a social situation, he walks into the lounge bar, there are girls there. You know, he's not there going, oh, God, there's some very pretty girls here. I'm going to have to be really careful about what I say because I, 
I wouldn't want to offend anybody. Um, no, he's going to be like, well, there's some cute girls here, but so what? I'm here to have a party. I'm here to have a good time. And I don't really, you know, I don't really care what these girls think. So in the book, I encourage you to find your inner crassness. And I explore techniques for how to sort of bring that out. Because as I say, I think it's, it's important for you to be less concerned about what other people think and about your environment around you. The, the environment should be reacting to you, not you reacting to the environment. And when you go into a, an environment and you're thinking, oh, how can I please these people? Then you are reacting to the environment and it should be the other way around, okay? So that is crassness. The next part of the acronym is humorous. So Chad tends to be a funny guy. And of course, it's always good to have a good sense of humour. We see this on dating profiles the whole time. I'm just looking for a guy with a good sense of humour and all of that. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's good to be funny. But what I'm specifically talking about here in terms of humour is seeing the humour in the dating process itself and laughing at it. So here's the thing, right? There is something inherently amusing about going up to a woman that you find attractive and asking her out or trying to chat her up. You know, it's just kind of a funny thing because it's this dance that we play. It's sort of, we all know that we're playing a, a bit of a game. She knows, you know, you both know, but it's unspoken in most cases because it seems not socially correct to <clears throat> to break the fourth wall, to, to bring it to the level of conscious comment that you are playing a bit of a game, that this is a courtship ritual. Um, and so people tend not to, people don't tend to go very, very meta when they're in a chatting up situation. They tend to, you know, play by the rules. So, ah, oh, so you look nice. I want to come and say hello. Um, my name's Troy. Oh, Look, tell me a bit about yourself. What do you do? Where do you work? Blah, blah, blah. It tend, the conversations tend to go like that. They tend to be quite banal. Now, we all know that underlying that is the fact that you want to um, make sweet love to her all night in your boudoir. But you're, not gonna, you're, not, you're probably not going to say that unless you're somebody who's read um, Mode 1 by Alan Roger Curry. So you're, you're going to play this dance. And again, this is really leads out of the idea of craftiness. The Chad is less bothered about playing the dance because he goes in there to a social situation and burns it down. Chad goes in and he's just like, well, sod it. You know, she knows I fancy her. She knows I'm chatting her up. I'm just going to make jokes about this because, because so what, you know? And to be honest, if she rejects me as a result, I don't really care because I have amused myself. Self-amusement, very important in social situations. You know, you're not trying to count out to her. You're trying to have fun and bring her into your reality and so as I say a way of doing that is to is to recognize and play into the inherent absurdity and the inherent humor of a situation where you are um, endeavoring to uh, chat up a, a girl and the more attractive the girl is the better this works actually because if you regard yourself say as a male 7 or a male 7.5 or something like that and you see a, a female 9.5 walking past, then in your natural state, you might think, well, I'm not going to approach her because I, I think she's too, um, she's out of my league. She's too 
far away from me. But as Chad, taking this humorous approach, you might just choose to approach her anyway, because it's kind of funny. You know, it's kind of funny to go up to a girl who is ostensibly significantly above you in terms of sexual... Um, um, prow- uh, not prowess, uh, in terms of her sexual value. It's kind of funny to walk up to her and chat her up, you know, as the, the male 7.5. You know, and who has the balls to do that? Well, if you have the balls to do it, then a couple of things will happen. For a start, she's going to be impressed by it, and she's probably going to start to think, well, there must be something to this guy, because he's had the, the balls to do that, and, you know, most guys don't. Uh, so maybe there is more to him than initially meets the eye. But secondly, there's a chance that she's going to like you anyway. I mean, this whole thing about leagues is a little bit overstated. I mean, as we all know, or pro- if you, ho- I hope that you know, if you've been out and socialising enough, you will know that you can be rejected brutally by a girl who perhaps you might not consider to be hugely attractive on the big scale of things, only to then be um, welcomed with open arms by a girl who you regard as being significantly more attractive. So there's not really any rhyme or reason to this. And what you need to do is to get into the habit of approaching regardless. But of course, you know, you want to approach the the most attractive girls. You want to... um, you want to date the most attractive girls. And this is, this provides a way for you to do that. Because if you can use humour as a way to sort of trick yourself into doing it and to bring levity to the situation as well, then that stands you in really good stead. So I get really into that in the book. The next part of the acronym is ACTLY. And this refers to the acting technique developed by Stanislavski called the magic if. And basically, this is about... Pretend? No, I don't want to say pretending because you see the the difficulty with this part is that people will misinterpret this as being manipulative or lying or something like that, and it's not about that at all. However, there is a case to be made for acting as if you have a different level of confidence than perhaps you genuinely do. There's a case to be made for acting as if you are more socially skilled than perhaps you actually are. And <clears throat> what I'm really pushing here is, is this idea that Stanislavski came up with of the magic if, which is for actors, as they start to try to create a character, they have to really inhabit the world of that character. And they do that by say, by acting as if they are the character. So if the role demands that you are an Arctic explorer uh, who's lost his uh, group and who's outside in the snow and is freezing, then the Stanislavski as if method would uh, ask you to imagine life as if you've got frostbite, as if you are freezing and, you know, you can hardly feel your face and you are, you know, feeling ill with how cold it is, you know, acting as if you're really scared because you don't know if you'll be able to find your party again. Acting as if you're really missing your family and you're wishing that you hadn't taken this trip. You know, taking on board all of those things and allowing them to permeate through your outer shell so that you actually become the character. It's not just about pretending to be the character. It's actually about becoming the character you're as if you were that person. So for our purposes... 
This is about observing Chad. It's about thinking about the things, the behavioural ticks that make up Chad and then acting as if you are that guy. So it's not, and I have to, I have to uh, state, state this very clearly, it's not saying, oh, I'm a multimillionaire and I've got six cars and blah bloody blah, blah. It's not pretending that you are something that you're not, but it is acting as if you are more socially skilled, as if you are more adept within the sexual marketplace than perhaps you are. It's acting as if you are that guy who finds this stuff easy. And it's a, it's a mental trick. It's something, it's a little um, bit of conjuring that you uh, play on yourself, really, but it works incredibly well. And if there's one thing in the book that I think, you know, is, is I haven't really seen written about or, or talked about by anyone else, it's this actually section. And it is the thing that has made the absolute biggest difference to my, to my game, to my dating life, uh, since I picked up on it when I was in my early 30s. So that section alone, incredibly important, incredibly important stuff. And then finally, the final part of the acronym is deluded or delusional. And what I argue there is that being deluded about your sexual market value is, is not a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing because it's much better to walk into a situation with irrational confidence than not. Uh, why? Because people tend to buy into what you promote. So if you portray yourself by the way that you act, by the way that you talk, by the way that you dress, by the way you walk, by your body language, by your dominant stance, by your eye contact, etc., etc., if you portray yourself as being Chad, as being a highly skilled and successful uh, romantic adventurer, let's say, if you show yourself in that light, then a surprising number of people are going to believe that that is actually what you are like, whether or not it is objectively true. And... <clears throat> The way to get there, and again, this ties in slightly with the actually thing, is to actually believe it, is to actually act as if you were that person. So if you can get yourself to a state or a semi-state of delusion around your actual worth, uh, not worth, sorry, but around your sexual market value, then that's an incredibly potent thing to bring to the party. Now, I should also stress that is not to say that you shouldn't also work on self-improvement because you absolutely should. But, you know, if you had one thing to take from this, if you could develop irrational confidence and become delusional about your worth, even if just for brief periods of time, even just for the night that you go out, for the afternoon when you go into town and you're talking to girls in the coffee shop or whatever, um, that will take you far. Because as I say, the, the amazing thing about life and the amazing thing about communication and social dynamics is that people tend to believe what you project. So if you project an incredibly confident, alpha, assured, dominant persona, people are going to believe that's what you are, even if that's perhaps not what you were before, or perhaps you're still not 100% confident of those aspects of your personality. I would say as well Again, this isn't about lying. This isn't even about misrepresenting yourself because anything that you are able to project is 
by definition, inherent within you. You know, so when I was unconfident and yet I was projecting confidence through using these techniques, it wasn't that confidence was this completely alien thing that wasn't part of me at all. It was there. It was just nascent. And in doing the, the, the work, in, in doing this, um, in working through this chat acronym, if you like, and putting into practice what I teach you in the book, I was able to appear much more confident to people than perhaps I was feeling. But I wasn't lying. It wasn't manipulation. It wasn't false. It was just an amplification of what was inherently actually there. So that is how you approach a beautiful woman with extreme confidence. It's all there in the book. Approach her like Chad. Uh, I'm really proud of the book. I think it really crystallizes my experiences with this stuff. It's quite short as well. It's not the longest book on the planet, but it's it's a bite-sized thing that you can read a few hours before you go out or the night before you're going on a big night out and you can put it into practice. But I would counsel you to read it more than once because some of the lessons in there are quite deep and it's it's something that you need to uh, allow you need to you need to sit with it for a while and let it sort of permeate in let it let it infiltrate your your consciousness um, but without a doubt you are going to find this stuff incredibly powerful and if you find it hard to approach girls or if you find it hard to approach particularly very attractive girls you find that intimidating then this is definitely the book for you because it really shows you practical mindset tools that will help you smash through those fears and just become so much more effective in the game, in dating and in life in general. So look, that is it. I will leave it for that for today. Uh, I'll leave the link for Approach Her Like Chad, the paperback below. You can also get it as part of that bundle, Renegade Dating Blueprints, which you can get for $39, full value $250. Uh, As I said, do sign up for my email list so that if I get barred from every single platform on earth i'll still be able to send you content in my emails the links below do subscribe to my youtube channel and hit the notifications bell um yeah and give this video a like and i hope you've enjoyed the podcast i will see you again very soon see you later bye bye